I've got to be good and masterful about doing one thing. We take one thing home from this. I've got to be a master in this game of finding and identifying problems. When you master this, everything you see is a problem that you can fix. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals along with our unmatched marketing has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area, and this is how we do it. All right, so the first step, communicate message. Second one's capture permission. You remember the third one? Convert mindset. Capture permission. Three, convert mindset. Four, compel action. Five, close. So now we'll talk about first part, communicate message. What do you think the problem is with most people's communication? We just talked about this for an hour. What? Generic. Yes, generic. It's very overwhelming and chaotic. Overwhelming and chaotic. The problem most people's follow-up and marketing in general is very overwhelming and chaotic. What do you think that means? Yes, it's random, inconsistent, overwhelming in a world that's already filled with what? Noise. So I'm adding more noise to noise. And so I want to be aware of that. Of like, what's my follow-up sequence like? What's my emails like? Right, all my stuff like? And that's made me really think, rethink how do we do our, our, our follow-up emails um, that are obviously automated. But the reality is most people's front stage communication is overwhelming and chaotic. Right? You're delivering up noise and what you're saying doesn't matter to the consumer. I think that's something very, very important to look at in that regards, right? Where you're just kind of delivering up more noise over and over and over, where what happens is, I have compel action here. I'm sending these emails, right? That's basically just a lot of noise. It could be emails, text, right? And so my text message is, hey, look, how's your search going? Um, that's something that's important. On the flip side, it can also be very underwhelming. What do you think that means? This is a big challenge for most people. This is where I think most of us are lacking. Um, and this is your phone calls too, right? Your energy, your voice, your tonality, how you show up, all that stuff in that regard. Uh, number two, right? Front stage communication is underwhelming. We talked about that. So number one can be overwhelming and chaotic. I think that has to do too with our email drips. Everybody's asking me like, well, what about email drips, man? They're decent, but no, that shit doesn't really work because everybody knows their email drips. You need something that's personal. They're, one thing that buyers care about more than anything is just homes. And then you reach out personally to them, right? Because everyone gets hundreds of automatic emails a day. It's important. So number one, overwhelming, chaotic. Number two is underwhelming in that regard, which means what? It's just important they hit the lead on uh, or don't respond to you in that regard. But the main part here, and this could be your communication, audio, video, text, all that stuff, right? Number three, I think is the most important. Inconsistent in your, in your communication. Your inconsistency is creating a lack of trust with your clients. Say it again, your inconsistency is creating a lack of trust with your clients. And I saved this room so I can draw this out. And here's what happens. It's what most people do, right? You have Monday, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's say this is your value, you know, of your, your intensity or your follow-up. What do most people do? They go hard as hell on Monday, right? Let's say you're 8 out of 10. Tuesday, right, like a 7. 5 on Wednesday, right? And ours is probably backwards because they don't do shit the first couple. Then what do they do? They jack up their bucket on Thursday because they're trying to get their call accountability in, right? But in reality, the inconsistency with your clients is creating lack of trust. Versus having a flip side where if I was just doing a level three every day consistently with my clients, guess what? And let's say I'm just three to call the board. What happens here? My client can count on me. If I call them every Tuesday this time or every this and that, well, guess what happens? They feel that consistency. Guess what that builds? Trust. When I call you one week and I'm go, 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 and I don't call you the next week, the week after that, or if I say I'm going to follow up next week and I don't follow up, that's something that creates a lack of trust for your clients. If you take one thing today, where am I bucket? Am I creating a lack of trust? That was a big aha I had when I went back through this. I'm like, man, we're missing so much. You know, I know I watch your numbers. A Monday call calendar is not worth the shit. Tuesday is not worth the shit. Wednesday gets better. Thursday is all jacked up because you try to make a million dollars on Wednesday and Thursday for the meeting, and then it's back down to what it is, which shows the client an inconsistency, right? And so that's just something I want you guys to think about in regards to how I'm doing it. And so make sure that you're delivering consistency to them that matters. That's the one thing that's important to look at. And I look at most realtors. Most realtors underwhelm their clients because they're just so inconsistent. Right? They're not even close to the point of over, uh, overwhelming them. And if I had to go with one of the two, I'd want to overwhelm versus underwhelm them. Does that make sense? A lot of times there's a fear so much of overwhelming our clients that we don't. Garrett talks about sending an email every single day, literally every day, over and over and over. It has to be a value, though. Right? It can't be something that's just a mass email uh, if, you don't really good at, if you're not really good at, at, at writing copy. And so that's a key part there from that regard. And so the one thing that you look at, the inconsistency creates a disconnect. How do you fix that? How do you fix inconsistency? Yes, you got to commit 100% to a very, very rigid schedule. And so my people, I want them to count on me calling every single week consistently over and over and over. And here's what happens. If you notice this, I've done this. I've called people, I don't know, 15 weeks in a row, and guess what happens? 15, they pick up and say, dude, I don't mean to call you back, but you are relentless. You call here every single week at the same time. Sellers, the same thing. I've done the sellers. I've had, I can't tell how many listings I've got for people that didn't sign with me somehow. They weren't ready. And I called them over and over and over and over the same morning, sorry, the same time in the mornings. And they finally pick up and say, dude, you are the most relentless person that just keeps calling me back. I'm going with you because no one else can still call me back. Right? It's all about the consistency of my follow-up. And so they feel that even though they're not answering the phone for you sometimes. That's why I say it's so important to do what? If they don't answer. Voice message, text message, email. I want them to know, like, this dude's following me up. Now, i got to make sure I'm bringing value, though. I can't just be bringing some shit they want. Most people just want to talk about and teach about shit that doesn't matter. They talk about features and not benefits. Benefits what matters, Right? Features are just that doesn't really matter. Features are like, are you getting some houses? Benefits are like, hey, we're going to get you down here in Myrtle Beach where you can get warm weather and enjoy your retirement years. Does that make sense? I'll never forget. I had like, a, I think I told you guys a story. I was in Timeshare, and this dude was my mentor at the time. 
he's the one that got me the job. I had like a shark watch. I was like 18 years old. And uh, you remember this is, Nigel Russell did this. And uh, I was learning from him. And he had a, a, a presidential Rolex, $35,000 presidential Rolex at the time. And uh, he said, let me teach you the difference between uh, futures and benefits. He said, you see that shark watch you got? I said, yeah. Or he asked me what time it was. I said, shark. He said, shark watch. He said, that tells really good time. Probably better time than my watch, right? The features of your watch are better than mine. Mine costs $35,000 and it doesn't even tell that great a time. And he slammed it on the table and like slid it across. He said, what do you think the difference is? The benefits. The benefits are what? Prestige, power, status, how you show up, right? In regards to how you're perceived. And he slid that thing across. He said, that's the difference in the power of features and benefits. No one gives a shit about features. They care about benefits. It was a powerful lesson for me. I can still see exactly why I was saying it. Number one reason people move is status, ever. And so think about that as I'm underwhelming my clients. Is like, how am I talking more about benefits and not features? And so that's just something I think that's very, very important uh, to look at. And that changed my whole life, that conversation. Right? And so it makes a big, big difference in that aspect. And there's a difference. I think Garrett did this teaching. It's kind of hard to teach. But he gives this example in, in our course about there's all these glasses of, like, water, right? And so if I give you a glass of water every day to you, right? And that's going to be an email, let's say. What's water bring? Water brings life, right? I can drink a glass of water every day and it's great. No problem, feels good, right? Or I can drink five glasses of water like I'm doing right now, uh, a gallon of water a day, and I'm fine. But if I fill this glass with tequila, right? And I'm feeding my people tequila, one glass, probably pretty cool, right? Two glasses, feel a little better, right? Three glasses, and depending on who you are, how much you eat, how much you drink, right? Glasses four, glasses five, you're going to start to feel something right here. And eventually what happens? I'll pass out, I can't drink anymore, right? I want to have you guys consider that tequila is the information that you keep sending. They don't want more information. They want life, which is benefits, which is things that they can have, which can help. The same thing for sellers, right? We'll do that with what? Properties I've sold. Here's what's going on. Here's your neighbor's house that's sold. Here's what I just sold. I just sold five yesterday. Here's, let me help you get those same benefits. And so where am I just sending information instead of benefits to my people? Second part, point two. This is important, I think, for everyone. Last part. This is kind of some status that we talk about. Principle number two. Number one, preach hell, not heaven. This is a crazy one, right? Preach hell, not heaven. You got to talk about pain. The problem is most people are scared to talk about pain. And I talk about this is how you have massive influence with people. And there's an example that we talk about. We went through this. We were all together out there. So let's say you have a church, right? You have a missionary that goes out. And the missionary's job is to get people to come to church. Missionary goes out, right? He starts preaching out in the streets about heaven. Right? To everyone out there, guess what happens? No one gives a shit. No one shows up to church. He goes back, talks to the priest. Right? High priest. Said, Look, here's the deal. I'm out preaching. I'm out working. I'm doing this job. I'm pushing very hard. And obviously, no one's showing up. Priest says, hey, I need you to go out preach about hell. What do you mean? Go preach about hell. If you don't go to church and show up, you're going to be going to hell. 
right? It's a great analogy in a way. Obviously, you don't get too secular on me in regards to that, but just a great analogy in regards to how people think. He goes out, starts very uncomfortable, doesn't work, starts preaching hell about. The reality is that if you don't show up church, change your life, you go to hell, right? Pay the price forever. Guess what happens? Fills the church up. Right? No one really moves towards pleasure. They move away from pain. Humans always move away from pain more than they move to pleasure. It's how we're wired. It's how we've our, our, you know, evolved over the years in regards. And so most people are stuck in this world of trying to preach pleasure, a.k.a. come here where it's 75. Versus what? You got three feet of snow in your front yard, dude. How much more are you going to put up with this shit? Right? That's the difference of peaching pain versus pleasure. And so ask myself my follow-up, where am I just sticking with the, pain, the, the pleasure, not the pain? There's a great analogy you kind of think about. We talked about that overall, is that I must be okay with doing that. And how I do this, if you guys look at this, uh, for the overall math here, 80%. Actually, right here. 80% needs to be on what? Pain. 20% needs to be on pleasure. This happens all the time in Warrior 2, where we're teaching. Obviously, I've been part of that a long time. And you, so you can come in and say, look, here's the deal, man. Obviously, Warrior's for all men, so it's just a men type example. He says, look, here's the deal, man. You can go on date night, take your wife out, have a great connection, really talk, have some deep stuff, and things will get a lot better in your marriage. Right? What do you think happens after that? Nothing. Nothing. Right? Or you can say, look, here's the deal. You better start stepping up as a man, taking away from on date night, start connecting. Or you can lose half your shit and lose access to your kids. Which one do you think moves them more? Pain. The pain every single time. Because that's how humans are wired. And so the reality is when you're doing that with men for the life of something they know you need to do, it's the same thing for your clients. 80% pain, 20% pleasure is important because I got to make sure that they're feeling that to be able to move. And if I'm not, and here's the thing, I'll talk about this one else, showing properties, walking into their properties, about to make offers, right? We gave the example, what's the guy's name? Whatever it was, right? Little mommy was having a kid. The pain we had to keep talking about, the pain of living with the mom having a baby with his fiance versus, right, the pleasure of having his own house. you got to be willing to talk about that. All right? And the last part here is we got to do one thing with that pain. What do you think you got to do with that? Yes. i got to cascade that pain to all areas of life. Body, being, balance, business. Every house issue that I ever have come across here, comes down, I can always associate it to one thing. What do you think I can associate with? The relationship. Every single time. Most men are cheap. They don't want to buy something new. The wife wants a house, wants a home, wants something for their family, right? Whatever it is. And so you got to connect that pain, whatever it is, to all four areas of life. It's very valuable in regards to how it happens, right? And so you see the same thing. Everything cascade effects. I'm trying to give you a great example. Great example here. In our business, right? Let's say I have a business problem. Business problem is I'm not making money. I'm not making my sales. I'm not doing the work. I'm coming in, leaving early, whatever it is. I'm married, right? All of a sudden, money's not coming in. Money's low. Guess what happens? 
I become disconnected. And then probably, now I can't take my wife on date night. I don't have a connection here. I'm probably not feeling that great at home. I'm angry at home. I'm ill at home. Right? We're not really having any deep connection. Not any sex or anything like that. So basically what happens? All of a sudden, I start feeling alone and disconnected and alienated, which brings me more resentment to those I care about, to my wife, to my kids, whatever it is in that aspect. And then ultimately, I start doing what? Sedating. I start drinking. I start sedating with food. I start doing everything else. All of a sudden, I quit going to the gym. And guess what happens? I gained 35 pounds. I flex. And all of a sudden, you see the cascade effect? One small example there, but it makes a big difference in everybody's life. And there's always a cascade effect. Obviously, we're not going to take this to our clients, but you want to be aware of how their decisions in the housing area affect their marriage. How is that affecting their happiness and fulfillment? If I'm locked up in the snow for six months out of the year in a lockdown by a Michigan governor, right? Guess what? I'm about to lose my mind. Think that has an effect on marriages? Better believe it does. Think it has an effect with their kids? Better believe it does, right? And so there is a cascade effect. I've got to be good and masterful about doing one thing. We take one thing home from this. I've got to be a master in this game of finding and identifying problems. When you master this, everything you see is a problem that you can fix.